head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot sean sheehan of severemma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god this is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's episode 241 of the Severe MMA podcast. And today is an award special episode of the podcast. Obviously, we're still. Uh, recovering from the old Christmas here, so we'll be back to normal next week with uh, the normal. Oh, we'll, we'll you know, it'll probably be McGregor versus Cerrone time by then, and obviously that coverage has already started uh, over on Patreon with loads of articles and rewatches and podcasts and all already there. So today the awards, um, we'll we'll be looking at fighter of the year, fighter of the year, Irish fighter of the year. So it's the international and Irish awards. If you haven't seen them before, we've been doing them now for. What five years or something like that? So we'll we'll get straight into him here. Graham, how are you? How are things? Any? How was the New Year and the Christmas? Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it was good. Uh, ate a lot as always. I think I might have eaten like even more than than usual <laughs> this year. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I made a on Christmas Eve we made a turkey and ham here, and then on Christmas Day went over to my parents for turkey and ham as well. So I think that probably did it. And then you have a lot of leftovers in the fridge. You're just kind of picking away at them, you know yourself. Yeah. Oh God, I. I ate so much this year. I've I've gotten into making Oreo chocolate biscuit cakes, which is like the worst thing I should ever have gotten into making. Oh, it's, that's so good! Oh, delicious! But I remember before I was gonna make, I was gonna like buy all the things to make proper milkshakes, but I was thinking like, nah, it's better not because yeah. just uh, I'll be so fat. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to get good at that. <laughs> I'll like. be so fat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, I just as before we started the podcast here, you rang me. I was like, I'm just coming in from Tesco. I went down. I bought like 18 chicken fillets and peppers and fucking lettuce and stuff. I'm like, nah, this this is it now. Today's the day. It's all over. No more fucking no more eating food no more. like you, you you're there and you're like eating ah it's only a bit of turkish you know i mean loads of vegetables and stuff but then like you're eating spot yeah, like this is league and like <laughs> yeah right when you eat that much of it with everything else thrown in and yeah you have a few desserts going around mm. uh, all that shit like fucks yeah i'll just have a taste of that strudel i'll go on and have it a bit of the banoffee pot you sure yeah i'll have a bit of chocolate because <laughs> that's not too bad there's not even like four desserts there and like six ah, sure, sure. it's gotta go to waste if i don't eat it kind of thing you that's know it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> let me throw it out there's, there's children dying in africa greta thunberg would fucking ring my neck if i didn't eat that so yeah sure look these things happen in mma anyway right let's get straight into it um start right at the top Fighter of the Year for t- okay, but, but actually, before we start this now, uh, so these awards are not just me, not just Graham. We have uh, a panel, so it's myself, Graham, Kyle Pindred, as everyone would know, former Cage Warriors champion, former uh, UFC uh, veteran who won good few fights in the UFC. We have uh, Grabaka Hitman, the legend over on Twitter. We we get Grabaka, he helps me re- a lot because putting these nominations together for the awards are a pain in the hole and he is absolutely brilliant so he helps and there's no one with more knowledge of the yeah, sport in the world every single like if yeah. you're watching some obscure card at whatever time in the morning or in the night or anywhere in the world you go on twitter he's he's talking about it and he knows who the who the two randomers are who are fighting yeah that's it so <laughs> he's absolutely brilliant and then we have philip o'connor as well from uh from writers obviously everyone's probably heard him on the podcast and stuff before he's been covering mma now for 
what, maybe five or six years or something like that and gets very involved with all the, the big cards and everything. And it's good, I think, to have like a, blow in. a blow in. That's all it is. Yeah, a blow in. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Phil, you blow in. <laughs> I think it's good to have a voice of like someone who hasn't completely and utterly entranced in the whole MMA as. Um, whirlwind I suppose although he is a little bit at this stage I think anyway but I think it's it's good to have that so we have a pretty a pretty good panel from all maybe different sectors of of uh, the MMA coverage uh, and MMA fighting and coaching now as Cahill is doing a bit of it uh, sphere as well so I think we've uh, we, we've a good uh, a good voting panel there so right fighter of the year as voted on by the five of us Israel Adesanya like Adesanya has obviously had a fantastic year he you know, he went in and he beat Robert Whitaker, beat Kelvin Gastelum, beat was it Anderson Silva was as well this year, yeah. So three big wins there against three very, very good fighters. Uh, and I think Adesanya is deserving. Now, there's a couple close as well, but did you vote for Adesanya as well? I forget, I'm not, I don't have your vote up in front of me, but Adesanya was right up there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it was Adesanya for me. Obviously, uh, Anderson Silva is not the same Anderson Silva, but he's still very dangerous. And uh, maybe that was the least impressive of, of Israel Adesanya's uh, Israel Adesanya's performances this year. Mm-hmm. But it was still very impressive. And he, he, he obviously capturing the title at such a kind of early stage of his career in such spectacular fashion. Obviously, there, there's a couple of like obviously George Masvidal or Jorge Masvidal had a had a re- really good year as well, kind of announced himself and be- became a bit of a star outside as well. But I, I just think that belt and and you know the the way the way Adesanya did it, I think was was the most impressive of the year. Yeah, I I agree. I I voted for Adesanya as well. Uh, I think Masvidal it was so close with Masvidal, but I think the strength of wins for Adesanya was a little bit better. I think you know Ben Askren is a, a very good fighter. Everyone knows that he was, but I don't think he is the fighter that a Gaslam or a Whitaker are not even close to be honest. And I don't think Nate Diaz was the same Nate Diaz. And I said that before the fight. It wasn't just after. I said it after the Pettis fight as well. Uh, and the way that fight ended a bit oddly as well, but like that's very much nitpicking the darn Yeah, well, it didn't add oddly, it didn't end oddly because of anything Masvidal did. So I wouldn't really it. factor that. It's just that Adesanya has just done so well this year and looked so good that like if somebody's making an argument for Masvidal, like no problem, I can yeah. see that. I agree. I, I'm completely, I'm completely and utterly nitpicking here. I might sound like I'm being negative towards him, but no, I, I was like I almost picked him. It was very close there, but. Like, you had other people as well around there. Cameron Usman was very, very close as well. The domination he had over Tyron Woodley was one of the one of the best performances we've ever seen in the UFC for me in, in a title fight by just the way he, he beat him so, so badly, just absolutely dominated a, a champion who was smashing everyone before that. Jarzinho Rosenstruck as well, 4-0. You can't look past him. Uh, he hit Alistair Overing with that brilliant knockout. When you win four fights in heavyweight division, you should be up there. Alexander Volkanovsky was another yeah, one of those. Yeah, there, thereabouts. Like, yeah, these guys are have had good years, but compared, I think Masvidal and, and Adesanya were, were kind of out on their own uh, head because just because of the the caliber of competition and uh, Masvidal's case, the way he kind of announced himself to the public and kind of grew grew interest in his himself as a fighter outside of the outside of the actual fighting as well which is which is obviously a, a rare enough thing yeah it is I, although i think i think volkanovsky is third there because when you beat aldo and beat uh, max holloway in the one year that's fucking no i don't like himself and mcgregor the only two yeah. people especially at the start of the year no, you know 
mm-hmm. at the end of 2018 nobody was talking about him mm-hmm. so he really really announced himself but uh he's another he's another one in the running but i think maybe because he just had the two fights it kind of leaves him yeah. a little bit behind and i think the same goes for douglas lima and patricio pitbull as well they had great years obviously over in bellator both winning two fights but they're maybe just a small little bit behind as well uh, and peter yan as well three and oh in the year beating uriah faber that uriah faber fight was you know i think it was such a mismatch that it maybe worked against him a little bit if he'd got the champion or a bigger opponent maybe he'd be closer to it but you know, some good people there. Obviously, there's a few we've we've left out as well, but I think those were the main ones anyway, and uh, Israel Adesanya had already winner there. Right. Fight of the year. Uh, and Adesanya wins it again. It's Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum as voted on upon us. I think most of us voted... I'm just trying to remember. I don't have it in front of me because uh, I did it over the phone with you, but um, I, I, I can't remember who I voted for in this one. I think... I think the Creeley the Creeley scope fight was obviously a, a, a really good fight as well and mm-hmm. uh, deserved to be on the list. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure I went for Adesanya and Gaslam. And looking at it now, it's it's the standout one in the list uh, of of nominations. Yeah, we had we had a bit of back and forth about this between the the five people. I don't think it was all Adesanya versus Gaslam. Uh, I thought, I honestly, haven't ranked the fights all year, I thought this would be a runaway, but no, I think Quilly versus Scope got a, a, a nomination as well, and that was a very, very, very good fight, uh, and there was one as well, or uh, maybe even two, for Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway, so, you know, a bit of a bit of back and forth in that one, you had the likes of Jeff Neal versus Bilal Muhammad as well, uh, Joe McColgan, Mehdi Bin Lakhtar fight, if anyone remembers that from Cage Warriors on Plug 2, that was a fantastic fight. Tony Ferguson, Donald Cerrone, I suppose the ending kind of worked against that too. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Steve Miocic, another great fight. Brandon Gertz versus Syed Awad. Uh, Vicente Luca versus Brian Barberina. <laughs> We're going back a bit for these, but yeah, I honestly look going through these and looking at Grabaka Hitman's list, he sent me and going through all the events myself. And you know, looking at maybe a lot of these um, nominations stuff, it w- it wasn't really a great year for MMA, was it? Like someone asked me over in the Q and A this week, was it kind of a, you know, two thousand eighteen was a fantastic year, and we've big fights with McGregor coming back yeah. in two thousand twenty and Habib versus Tony and stuff. Two thousand nineteen was kind of a yeah. mid year. Sometimes it's hard to know if you're just getting a bit jaded because sometimes yeah. like there's little lulls where even when there's just fights that would excite you before, just kind of not exciting you as much. But I do think looking even at the denominations and trying to think of, of who deserved all the awards, it wasn't, yeah, for all the shows and the amount of shows that were that were on this year, there wasn't that many standout mm-hmm. fights compared to previous years. But I, I think this kind of happened, was it 2013 or 2014, where there was a lot of injuries, a lot of fights fell apart and no real big fights happened. And it just sometimes happens in MMA. Just, it's just a sport where um, sometimes things don't click into, into place. Uh repeatedly for the year and hopefully it'll turn around now obviously they're going to kick it off and UFC 246 is obviously uh, uh, going to be a big main event the rest of the card isn't great but I don't think that really matters when when it's uh, to most people when it's the fight the, the main fight is this big and hopefully they can build, from a UFC perspective they can build some momentum because they kind of lost momentum this year yeah, that's exactly it. And I think like McGregor didn't fight all year last year. John Jones didn't fight anyone. We wanted to see him fight basically all year last year. A GSP didn't fight. Habib only fought once. You know, you're looking at all your big stars there. Ronda obviously wasn't around. Brock Lesnar didn't come back. We had okay, we had a good fight with DC and, and Stipe, but 
there was very little from the top stars in, in 2019. And I suppose Adesanya winning the top two awards shows that he's the star coming through. And George Masvidal as well being the ones, or Jorge Masvidal, sorry, coming through, uh, you know, to almost win fighter of the year. Uh, is is a uh, is another one as well, but yeah, that was definitely lacking. But it, it seems to be look perking up a bit for uh, 2020. But yeah, anyway, the winner, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Calvin Glasson, an, an absolutely fantastic fight, well deserving fight of the year. I think I gave it 9.3 on my rating, so that'll tell you. I think it was. I don't think anything else got in the nines. Did anything else even get in the eights? I'm not sure. So yeah, I think that was by far and away the the fight of the year. Uh, submission of the year. Then we had a, a draw on this one between Damian Maya's win over Ben Askren. And uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Matt Sales, the fantastic twister. And we put it to a vote, and Bryce Mitchell with the twister won that one. There were some other good ones as well. Marlon Moraes versus Rafael Lassen Saudat, fantastic guillotine. Uh, Charles Oliveira got an Kanda choke over David Timor. We had Patrick Mix with the silhouette stretch. I think there was a couple of silhouette stretches, actually. There was Brent Primus with the Gogo Plata and Bellator Birmingham. Uh, OSP got a very good one as well. Misha Serkinov got a really good uh, submission, but... When there's a twister, Graham, you kind of have to give it to the twister, don't you? Yeah, it, it, when a twister happens, it doesn't happen that often. When it does happen, it kind of reminds you of all the other twisters and the yeah. Korean Zombies twister in particular, yeah. um, which was was obviously uh, kind of the first time we'd seen it in a, in a big fight. Um, so, yeah, I think a twister, like, it's kind of a... Obviously, uh, we're not experts at jiu-jitsu, and you think jiu-jitsu doesn't work, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it obviously um, is, is a kind of submission that you don't really see high-level guys get caught in, so you don't really see it that often. But when you do see it, it always is, uh, it always is spectacular. Yeah. Did you see um, M Fip the script dude over on Twitter put out the stats this year for the amount of submissions attempted in the UFC, and it was like. 10 times lower than it was 10 years ago or something like that the submission attempts even yeah. have basically gone out of the UFC like it's yeah well like arm bars from your back are pretty mm-hmm. much gone yeah. triangles are from your back are pretty rare mm-hmm. uh, it's like chokes are kind of the only submissions there's obviously the odd submission and, uh, and especially these kind of new growing divisions there's probably more but yeah people are getting better at defending the old the old uh, arm bars and triangles particularly yeah Jujitsu's dead hard luck class anyway <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, knockout of the year. I don't think there was much <laughs> debate in this one. I pretty much think everyone voted for uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. Arguably the greatest knockout in UFC history. Uh, five seconds, the quickest knockout in UFC history. Just took the hype and the hate away from Ben Askren in about five seconds. You'd other ones as well. Henry Corrales versus Arn Peak, a very good knockout there. Uh, Masvidal versus Till was a fantastic knockout as well. But Pales in comparison to the other Pettis and, and Wonderboy was, was up there in my, in my thinking as well. But yeah. just because of how out of nowhere, out of nowhere it came, and uh, obviously Wonderboy's level of striking, and he's never he, we saw him dropped against Tyron Woodley pretty hard, but he showed mm-hmm. he showed good heart there, got back up and you know uh, in this fight against Pettis he just got sparked uh, <laughs> in a fight he was dominating so that was that was a big upset a, a shock at the time and a, a really nice knockout as well so mm-hmm. that definitely worth a mention but yeah. obviously the the, <laughs> the Masvidal one is just something you probably never see again yeah it was just absolutely crazy like I, like it's it's very rare in MMA that you get something absolutely insane like obviously the McGregor Aldo one or Anderson Silva breaking his leg and you know not breaking his leg yeah. but uh, Weidman knocking him out it was just part of it though is Ben Askren's kind of you know the hype he had behind yeah. him and the fact that he was still undefeated and, and all that stuff as well and obviously they were they were talking back and forth a lot before uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that, that obviously builds hype for the fight but a lot of times 
maybe the fight didn't live up to expectations and this fight really really like was unbelievable yeah 100% uh, you Douglas Lima versus Michael Vinan Page as well really good knockout yeah. uh, Jessica Andrade versus uh, Rosen Amunis that slam which was absolutely insane yeah, another com- really good comeback where she was getting dominated and looked like it was a matter of time and then all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. even I think this, she'd gone for the same throw before yeah, and kind of yeah, got her back taken had she yeah, or yeah, got, yeah, got, like ended that, up yeah. in a ba- really bad position anyway and she mm-hmm. just went for it again even harder and fair play to her uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, spectacular yeah. but it was it was I think there was a bit more luck involved and you know the Masvidal one was obviously there's no doubt that he planned that and trained mm-hmm. for it and executed it perfectly exactly and uh, <laughs> there's something special as when he does it so quickly maybe if he did that balls as well though because yeah. like, you, you just end up on your on the bottom of Ben Askren for five minutes people are like what is wrong with this Jorge Masvidal idiot like I like that I did that with McGregor and Habib like he went for that same sort of knee I got taken I was like what the fuck are you doing like, you know so it's yeah. you know, if you Masvidal know. lands on the shoulder or a couple of inches away yeah. it, it looks it looks like the McGregor one you know yeah. it, it you could lose that fight back. yeah exactly yeah. and if that knockout had happened at to start the third round I, wouldn't have, I don't think I would have won knockout of the year it was still an unbelievable knockout and everything but the fact that it happened so quickly I think and that, you know we can take that into account as well because that's just the, the reality of it but However, Kevin Lee as well. That was probably maybe the most devastating knockout of the year in terms of knocking out Gregor Gillespie and absolutely sleeping him. Like, it was up there with uh, with Askren. That was fantastic. You Davy Gallen as well versus Ross Pearson, the Rolling Thunder over in, uh, over in the UK. That was a fantastic knockout. Nico Price versus uh, James Vick. Uh, Kai Askarai, uh, Sakura, sorry, against Kyoji Haraguchi, obviously one of the, the biggest shocks of the year as well. He ended up losing as well last last week, but sure, that's not got to do with it. And Alexander Rakic versus Jimmy Manuel, an, an unbelievable KO as well with the head kick. But uh, yeah, Masvidal, obviously, the, 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 the winner there. Right, female fighter of the year. It, I was actually looking through it. It was actually a very good year for female fighting. You know, as you mentioned there, the the Rosanami Yunus, uh, Jessica Andrade fighting, Zhang Weili went in. And beat uh, Andrade with Valentina Shevchenko dominating. Elimelea McFarlane was doing good things over in Bellator. I think she went 2-0 there at the end of the year for the, for the year. Yudirina Aldana had a good year as well. Uh, but I still think at the, top of the, at the top of the heap is Amanda Nunes, the greatest female fighter of all time. Just She dominates people now who we think might give her a little bit of trouble in the fact that they'll be like very defensive or you know <laughs> you know be tough matchups for her but she's just phenomenal isn't she yeah she really is like that during the man the randomly fight before we were saying like we were picking amanda nunez but we were saying this is probably if not this, the hardest style matchup or matchup for her it's, it's definitely one of them and she went in there and uh wasn't even in shape really <laughs> she looked kind of out of shape yeah. and still just she's just so talented and so well rounded that she 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 had she has several method of victories in kind of any any opponent she fights and you know people were talking about cyborg for years and cyborg was dominating for years and she just went in there and beat her at her own game and knocked her out and she's just she's just a phenom in the of in the women's uh, category she's just uh, she's way above everybody else at the moment yeah she's brilliant and even in that uh, Jermaine Randomy fight where she was in trouble for a little bit of that fight I think that shows how good a fighter she is that she can change things up and still win even when she gets in trouble against some of the best in the world so yeah fantastic well deserved from 
for Amanda Nunes. Although Zhang Wei Li was there or thereabouts as well, and maybe next year will be her year if she can win there and beat Yuan and Jaytrek and maybe Rose Nam Yunus as well. I think she'll be probably winning this next year. So, but uh, good year for women's MMA, all told. Uh, underdog of the year, then there was some <laughs> there's some very good nominations here for this. I think uh, Masvidal obviously leading the way there. Kaya Sakura, Paul Craig got a few underdog wins and a draw as well. Irina Aldana, Tristan Connolly who had that great win. Uh, over Mikel Pereira, Pedro Cavallo, even from SPG Ireland here, coming through and getting a Bellator title shot. Uh, but the winner, Alexander Volkanovsky. When you go in as an underdog against Jose Aldo, you go in as an underdog against Max Holloway, and you dominate both of those fights. That's <laughs> that's that's pretty good, isn't it for you? And it, it's funny to think of Volkanovsky as an underdog now, isn't it? Because he's so good, and you know, but he he was this year, I suppose, the the best underdog. Yeah, like I had friends of mine who be kind of casually into MMA and they're like, oh, who is this fucking Oski guy, you know, before these fights? What, what does he do? People didn't really know who he was, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's obviously came, he's made a very quick rise to the top. And another name that kind of stands out there is Masvidal again. But he's, I don't know if he was an underdog against Askren, but it was probably pretty close and he was a favorite against Diaz. So I don't think, yeah. I, like, I know he's kind of, he's been around a long time and he's kind of, he's kind of made way more of a name for himself this year but I wouldn't just because then the the way Volkanovski kind of came out of nowhere in most people's minds and as you said Pete Aldo and Holloway two of the the best ever two of the three best ever featherweights uh, in the history of MMA so you can't really argue with that yeah, 100%. It has to be him, I think, when you when you look at it, maybe in the call light today. But, um, yeah, the next one in, the emerging worldwide prospect of the year. And this one, I think, it's got almost the most votes. I think, like, out of the five of us, I think only two gave it to the person who win it. And I think all the, the rest gave it to different people. So, you had loads That's a good sign for MMA, though, that there's a lot of people excited about these prospects coming out, and not just in the UFC and in other promotions as well. And, yeah. you know, guys who are starting their career, but... Uh, some guys who are starting their career and other guys who are more established in the other promotions but are still have a, have a, a long way to go and you know sometimes uh, prospects kind of come out of nowhere and we're, we're, we're probably we're probably missing somebody even on the list yeah. it's a long list of nominations but uh, uh, there's probably about 20 names there so that, that's a really good sign for for yeah. the future of MMA 100% just mentioning a few of them even Edwin Shabazian went 3-0 this year Cyril Gagne 3-0 as well Fabian Edwards uh, Macy Barber Adam Barrocks James Gallagher with 3-0 AJ McKee Patrick Mix Norbert Navinia Jr who had a great win dominated Will Flory over in Dublin fantastic win Jay Herbert uh, Akone Wanless very very good fighter coming out of Birmingham as well I think he is uh, Nathaniel Wood Bryce Mitchell Sadiq Youssef Jeff Neal Jackshaw the list goes on but uh, our winner, Fabian Edwards, four and all this year, just looks so good. I know you've been a huge fan of him from his amateur days, even uh, coming up as as the brother of Leon Edwards. Hopes were high for him, but you know, I I know that Mike Shipman fight was very close, and he look he won the decision. People know about judging, know, know that he won that decision, but even apart from that, three other wins apart from that this year, Fabian Edwards is really coming and becoming the fighter that we all thought he might become, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and you know, if you look at his, or you look back at the fights, maybe you think, oh, he he hasn't really been. Uh, uh, there's a lot of hype behind him, like you know, and even one of the people expecting a lot from him, but he has been stepping up, and yeah. we've seen him in a little bit of adversity. You know, he went to decision with Lee Chadwick um, at the start of this year, I think it was, 
uh, you know, a, a really experienced guy, like 40, 50 fights, this guy, like, and he, he went in there, won a decision that will stand to him in the future. Like, he obviously, he had a, he had the upkick knockout as well in his next fight. And then he had uh, another decision and then a split decision. And you might think, oh, he's kind of, if you look, uh, he, he was getting finishes, chokes, fin- uh, knockouts uh, last year, uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And not doing it, but it's it's the caliber of, of opponents has obviously stepped up, and I think that when you watch him, you you see there's another gear there mm-hmm. if he yeah. needs it, and he, maybe he's maybe he's a bit too lax at the moment, or maybe he's trying to get a bit more cage time, or maybe he's just having fun in there, getting more comfortable in there. But I think uh, like 2019 will definitely stand to to Fabian going forward because now we know and now he knows him, himself. Like it's all well and good doing all these things in the gym, but it's different in a, in a fight with somebody like Shipman sees like a huge win over the best prospect in the, in the country. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's obviously, he's obviously a really good fighter too. He's, he's 15 fights, two losses. So, um, I think uh, I think there was a lot of people who who were kind of close to the top, but I do think Fabian is still the the best prospect, and he just has everything, and it's just about putting it together. Um, and I think he, I like, we'll wait and see. He's he's obviously gonna. I reckon he's going to keep stepping up slowly in in terms of experience and quality, and uh, I think he has all the tools to to really be a, a top fighter in 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 the UFC if he if he goes there or or win a title in Bellator. Yeah, hundred percent fantastic, and as you said, a really really good year for uh, for prospects coming through. But um, right then we get on to the, some of the Irish awards here, and the Irish Pro Fighter of the Year. This was a uh, this was another close one, but for the second year in a row, uh, Norman Park wins it after going three and zero in two thousand nineteen, winning the KSW uh, interim lightweight title. And no one really got close to that sort of level, I think, in terms of Irish MMA. Uh, James Gallagher got a few votes three and zero, but I think the level of opponent and it wasn't the best for him. Obviously, headlining in Ireland and things, and he's still moving up. But he was he was close there as well. Reese McKee as well headlining Cage Warriors card. Uh, he was two and zero this year. Paul Redmond one and zero. McCulligan, Peter Queeley had a fantastic win, one and one. Uh, you'd like Saki for Crosby, Miles Price as well beat Peter Queeley, so he has to be up there. Decky Dalton yeah. won two fights as Decky well. Decky Dalton two and zero, yeah. I just think yeah, Norman Park winning that KSW belt, like yeah, it's easy to forget how harshly Norman was called from the UFC, yeah. and you know he's kind of been he's been taking the kind of the the hardest fights that he can that he can get mm-hmm. since then, which is which is ab- admirable because. It doesn't look like there's much of a the UFC are going to be getting them back. Like you know, if if, there, if there's no talk of it, and maybe if they were to put on a Belfast show, but there's no talk of that. So that I've heard anyway. So you got to feel sorry for Norman Park. You, you know, he's he's the last two years now he's winning the, the in our opinion anyway the best pro fighter in the in the country. And he's just uh, kind of the forgotten man. Yeah, and there's actually I know we talked about this before, but there's very few people like Norman in the country at the moment where they're not, not kind of building up okay there's Norman there's maybe Paul Redmond uh, Dickie Dalton as we mentioned Peter Queeley as well maybe even Miles Price who are like you know they're in their prime now maybe whereas most of the other people are kind of still building their way up and uh, you know it's Norman is probably you know Paul Redmond, uh, Paul Redmond has been injured for most of the last year and he's only had one fight so maybe he would be up there with Norman as well if he was in that situation but Norman's really the only one of those lads Who's like dominating at the moment and gotten to the level now? Queeley is fighting Bryn Primus next, so you know if if that he wins that and he wins his next fight, you you can almost guarantee it'll be Peter Queeley who'll be uh, our fighter of the year next year. Uh, but Norman has done that for this year, 
So it's uh, you know it's he's the one performing at the best at the moment. I think he he deserves uh, he definitely deserves it after winning it as well uh, last year. But you know we've Conor McGregor coming back as well next year, so maybe uh, maybe things will be different if he get it, gets yeah, a couple of wins. Yeah, you know yeah. if Gallagher wins now in February and gets another fight, he could be it could be a title shot and it, it could be a big year for for Irish MMA this year. Like uh, yeah. obviously there's like people like Paul Hughes and uh, Ian Gary and these guys coming through as well like that are very exciting and it's going to be a big year for them as well but I think it's kind of more early in their careers than, yeah. than it is for, for the likes of James and that's a good way to bring it also, on also Crosby you yeah. got like Kiefer Crosby was his record says two and one well, you know we all know what happened in that yeah, one fight it was it was a moment of madness uh, if that had went a different way maybe he'd be winning the, the fighter of the year this yeah. year Definitely. Uh, and that's a good way to bring us on. You talked about the young fighter, so the emerging Irish prospect of the year. This was a hotly contested one as well, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, the winner, obviously, was was Ian Gary going 3-0 for Team KO, KF. Fantastic uh, year for Ian Gary, beating James Sheehan as well, who's another really, really good Irish prospect coming through in his, his debut and going on winning two fights as well, one below in Cork. Uh, you had Paul Hughes as well went three and all this year. It's it's so tough, I think, to to pick between the two of them because they're both absolutely fantastic. Franz Malambo kind of becoming the fighter we hoped he would become this year as well, winning two fights. John Mitchell looked really good as well. Dominic Wooding, who's obviously on the feet as well, who's yeah. very good on the feet. Like that was a that was a really good performance from Franz. Like I think. I think um, obviously you got to mention uh, uh, John Mitchell and, mm-hmm. and Richie Smullen, who were also nominated. Uh, they had good years, but only one and zero and two and zero for Richie Smullen. So mm-hmm. I think I think it did come down to Hughes and Gary, and I think Hughes kind of emerged a bit more last year, and this has kind of been Ian Gary's kind of coming out year. Yeah, I think it definitely is, and it's weird in Irish MMA as well because I mentioned earlier, it's hard to know what's a prospect and what's you know who should be uh, emerging prospect here and who should be fighter here because even talking to Kiefer there a couple of weeks ago, he was kind of saying, you know, I'm still only what eight and or eight and one in my career, whatever it is, and I'm still coming through his fight. So like, you know, it's it's tough, I suppose, to, to get that distinction between the Irish pro fighter of the year and Irish prospect of the year, but. I think we did it pretty well there, and I think the likes of Richie Smullen, John Mitchell, Franz Malamba, Ian Gary, Paul Hughes, I think they're the kind of ones we, we look at coming through, and the other ones are maybe a little bit uh, more established right now, but there's a bit of an argument there, I suppose, anyway. But, I look, I think Norman, fighter of the year, I don't think many people can argue with that, and Ian Gary is the emerging prospect of the year. I think it's hard, hard to argue with that as well, unless maybe your name is Paul Hughes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, look, it's it's been... A, a good year for Irish MMA in terms of people coming through and I think it's there's a good foundation there now for 2020 even you know with Gary with Hughes with Gallagher going 3 you know, with Peter Queeley with Norman here maybe going in and uh, unifying those titles or, or whatever he, he's going to be doing next year Kiefer and Miles Price and everyone else and, and McGregor obviously coming back and hopefully Joseph Duffy coming back as well and you know Irish MMA is, is on the up and uh Long may it continue, I suppose. Um, right, a couple more Irish MMA results uh, for you. Irish Amateur Fighter of the Year. Uh, this was a, a draw between us voting, so it was between Alexandro Sullivan and Taka Mandu. We sent it to uh, Twitter for the vote, and uh, and Taka won it, so he had a very good year unbeaten. Uh, won lots of fights there, but there was other people as well. Shauna Bannon had a very, very good year. I think she won the silver medal over in the IMAFs. Uh, uh, Emil uh, Pityak fights out of CMAC as well, but Alexandro Sullivan had a very good year. Uh, Palahan, we saw him down in Cork. He was fantastic as well. Gary Rooney, Henry Corrigan, Megan Hamill. There's lots of people there. With lots of people. Gary Rooney was up there as well, but Irish, it, Irish amateur MMA is very it's, different uh, these days, isn't it? 
Yeah, like in previous years, there was like, you know, gold medals and loads of silvers and bronze medals in the IMAFs. But I think just a lack of shows has stunted the, the amateurs a bit in uh, in Ireland. Obviously, there's it hasn't really been that, that many opportunities for them. And um, it, it's shown like it's, it is stunting these guys. It needs to get sorted. Um need to get these guys more fights these amateurs uh there used to be like a few five six seven years ago there used to be a show every couple of weeks and that's just not the case anymore and some of these guys don't like you know they don't have the means to to go over to whatever the uk and fight and these promoters who are putting on amateur shows don't want to they can get a local uk guy i don't want to fly a guy over and put him yeah. up in a hotel and all that stuff so it's understandable but it's it, it is definitely stunting these guys uh there was no like like there was no real like domination there was no gold medal there was no undefeated amateur fighter i don't think uh, with, with more than three or four fights so it was more of a it wasn't a great year for irish uh, amateur mma in general yeah i think just the lack of being able to get fights is probably the yeah. biggest issue because it really like, is it yeah. you need to fight you need to get that experience you need to feel them feelings and feel your opponents and the nerves and just everything everything you need you need you need to be fighting regularly uh when you're an amateur you need to it doesn't matter if you're losing or winning you just need to be gaining experience yeah that's it that's exactly it uh right irish female fighter of the year then um, we had a few more coming. I remember was it last year or the year before we'd only I think one nominated and you know a couple of amateurs as well but this year we have you know Sean Abandon as I said with the amateurs coming through but we had Sinead Kavanagh going one and one and I think most people think that's really 2-0 uh, Liam McCourt as well went 2-0 this year Danny Nyland made uh, her pro debut so an encouraging year I know it's still not <laughs> there isn't the biggest batch of Irish uh, women's MMA fighters in the world uh, but it's, uh, it's improving a little bit anyway and uh, our winner this year Sinead Kavanagh I think Liam McCork can, can uh, think herself a little bit unfortunate there because she went 2-0 but I think she, obviously Leah's still what she's only 3-1 in her career or something like that Sinead is further into her career now and that Leslie Smith fight I think showed what good of a fighter Sinead actually is isn't it <laughs> Yeah, obviously, yeah, as you mentioned, it says on a record one and one for this year, but mm-hmm. she she pretty much, I think a lot of people, most people that I saw agreed that she'd beaten Leslie Smith, uh, ended up using a majority decision, and then she beat Olga, uh, Olga Rubin with a second round knockout, and obviously Olga Rubin had just fought for the the belt against uh, Julia Budd in the, in the fight previous to that and was on a serious run before before getting to the title fight. She was undefeated before that Julia Budd title fight. So that was a huge win for Sinead. And the, as you said, the level of opponent and all that, there wasn't, there wasn't, um, there wasn't uh, much competition bar Liam, Liam McCourt, uh, who obviously, as you said, is kind of at the start of her career and Danny Nealon, who's, who's at the very start of her career as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, as I said, an encouraging year still, and hopefully, uh, all, look, all the Irish MMA winners there, uh, it's it's great to see them all come true. Also, as well, uh, a funny thing, there we four Irish MMA awards there, and only one was won by SPG Ireland, so it's I think it's encouraging as well to see that other gyms are coming through, and even Team KF won two of the awards there, and they're basically a new gym over the last couple of years, and obviously the lads up the north with Norman Park as well doing well, but it's good to see like there's an, a spread of, of quality throughout the... Uh, 
throughout the country and maybe for people inside of the country you you and other people who've been covering it for a long time we maybe knew that but maybe outside of the country and looking at these awards that maybe haven't think it's all SBG it's not so that's that's a good thing and I think you know the obviously you know it's uh, Team KF it's kind of and uh, don't mind like me saying it was an offshoot of FB, SBG I suppose with ones with SBG <laughs> the, the two lads running it but yeah. they, well, the start of the year mm-hmm. still part of SBG was that's it? it yeah that's Probably it yeah not. so but like I think even offshoots from SBG creating more gyms everywhere else and you know them maybe gyms fighting each other and think that's that's good for Irish MMA there's more competition and, and more gyms and more fighters being produced I think it's it's good and if yeah. we could get the whole yeah, situation sure. like you know yeah. you, Team Rhino uh, obviously Neil Seary came from there Reds are Fred or uh, Neil Seary is all he is <laughs> <laughs> nothing but a rat <laughs> but uh, yeah um, they were originally I think they were SBG Northside mm-hmm. and they broke away and it was a, a healthy competition where on these shows that used to happen all the time in Ireland they used to fight each other and it was a big you know it was a rivalry there and it was healthy and it, it brought up the the level of competition the, the level of quality and you, you need that you need that you need these guys to to you know feel a little bit of pressure or feel a little bit of extra thing to get them used or when around amateur to get them used to the kind of feelings that pro and the pressure and build up towards that um it's uh it's okay the way they split obviously isn't <laughs> the way um tom king and all them uh the chris fields and patty hulan say uh, tell it it was very um it was very kind of abrupt and, and rude and, and kind of out of order in their mind. So obviously that's not ideal, but for for the fighters, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing to have a rival gym. And maybe there's a bit of heat between the two gyms now, which I don't think is much of a problem either. I think that's healthy. Yeah, they're going fighting, so it's not effective. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's healthy for, for in some ways. Maybe next year we maybe we should implement a gym of the year, an Irish gym of the year. Maybe it'd be a good thing with there's so much rivalry now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good look at the backlash. Of that. Yeah, I know, yeah. Look, listen, if I was worried about backlash, I would yeah, be do doing remember, this. Uh, do, do you remember I used to do the, the, the rankings, Irish yeah. MMA rankings? Oh, Brian, Brian Moore, is it? Oh, Are you going to give up Brian Moore? No, I wasn't going to mention him, but I just said uh, the uproar about everything. Like, oh my God. <laughs> sure the look. uproar. Like, everybody, like one fighter would be messaging you being like, why am I ahead of this guy? And, and the guy he's talking about would be messaging and being like, oh, yeah. why am I ahead of this guy? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's more trouble. I remember once I did an article, five, the five best Irish UFC debuts or something like that, and I didn't have Neil Seary in it, which looking back, I probably should have, but all the Team Rhino boys were like, what the fuck, you, you don't know nothing. You shouldn't be writing about MMA at all, you fucking useless. And they're probably writing fairless, but sure, look, these these things happen in MMA. Right, let's move on to some of our, uh, our other um, nominations. Coach of the Year. Uh, Eugene Behrman won it for us uh, I think Ariel put up a tweet there not too long ago that he had no fighter in the UFC what a year ago and or 18 months ago or something like that and now he's two champions so it's hard to look past him uh, Yusef Sayud as well including the fighter of the year yeah uh, and the fight of the year yeah and oh, well we'll get to that in a second but one of our one of our other award winners as well uh, as I mentioned Yusef Sayud Eric Albertacin you hard to look past him as well he is you know, Henry Cejudo was a double champ. Uh, Patricio Pitbull as well was a double champ. So that's that's a pretty good uh, couple of fighters to have b- behind you there. Mike Brown was up there. Mark Montoya, Henry Hooft as well. So yeah, I think you have to give it to Eugene Berman there, and, and uh, that's what uh, that's what we did. Right, 
Uh, upset of the year. The winner here was Kayas uh, Asakura versus Kyoji Haraguchi. You know, Haraguchi kind of, I think, implemented himself as one of the best fighters outside of the UFC over the last two years or so. Uh, you know, won some really good fights, won Bellator titles and everything like that. And then Asakura came in and knocked him out in, what, like 68 seconds or something like that. So that was... Obviously a fantastic, really, really good upset. You Dustin Poirier against Max Holloway as well. Um, you had, uh, Timothy Natsukin knocking out Eddie Alvarez, which was I think that was got, got that got a couple of yeah. votes as well. That was uh, that was that was a shock as well. Like that was uh, I you think you voted just, for that one, didn't you? Yeah, you kind of just expect you know obviously Eddie Alvarez. We've talked about especially in the kind of lead up to his title fight and his title fight, um, or his run to the title and his title fight and his fight with McGregor. We kind of he talked him down a bit just because people were talking him up so much, you know, but he's still obviously a very, very good fighter and you expect kind of him to go over and kind of do what DJ has been doing over there in one FC and just kind of domin- dominating against the guys you've never, you've never heard of, yeah. but that's not what happened with Eddie Alvarez. And it was a really nice knockout as well. So yeah, that was, that was a really big upset. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, you had John Howard versus Ray Cooper and PFL, Tristan Connolly beating Mikhail Pereira in a, a fantastic fight. Stephen Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. I don't know how much of an upset that was, but I suppose, I suppose it was. Uh, Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw. Roxanne Mataferi versus Antonina Shevchenko was another one. It definitely was up there as well. Uh, Volkanovski Holloway and Linton Vassell versus Sergei Karitanov. I believe that was... I think that was one of the biggest betting underdog wins of the year, Vassell versus Karitanov, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was definitely up there as well. Um, yeah, I think I think the Roxy one was uh, was definitely um, against Antonia uh, Antonin <laughs> Shushenko. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Valentina's um, sister. <laughs> yeah, it was, was a shock, and I think though, like you know, um, it, it Roxanne has come on a lot. Like we, we kind of made fun of the fact that like uh, a lot that the a lot of the uh, U.S. media kind of mm-hmm. scored the, the the inaugural title fight to her, even though she clearly lost. But she has shown she has shown like a lot of improvement. But I just think. I just think the the Haraguchi getting knocked out and the Eddie Alvarez getting knocked out ones yeah. are are just the, definitely the most shocking. And I just think I just think um, obviously Haraguchi is is brilliant and you know uh, kind of as you said one of the best fighters outside the UFC. But I think I think I just think the Eddie Alvarez one it just kind of caught me off guard. I I just expected when I checked I didn't even see it live. I just checked the result. Yeah. And I was, I was like, wow, what? I think I was <laughs> the same, yeah. It was, yeah. It was mad, wasn't it? But that tends to be happening. I think a lot of people are, like, talking up Timothy as well afterwards, saying, like, oh, he's better than people thought. And, you know, maybe he was, but I think that a lot of people are still, it was still very much a shock, but... Look at these things happen sometimes in MMA. They do indeed. I say I said this might be the record for the amount of times we said that in the podcast, but sure. Right, then <laughs> come come back of the year. Like with looking at this comeback of the year, I tried to make myself as unbiased as I possibly could, uh, having been there for one of the fights live. But I still voted for it. And I think I think all of us voted for it. Maybe I think there might be yeah. one other one. I wasn't I wasn't there for it, and it's, it was like you know, uh, I wasn't alive. I watched it live, but wasn't in the arena like you. But it was definitely, uh, you know, uh, it Peter, was Peter me, Ryan Scott, Yeah, Peter yeah. Creedy. Sorry, it reminded me of that Pendred, yeah, Mike King fight in the in the same arena. Uh, it was just you looked like it was about to be over, and he managed to hang in there, and obviously got the the finish himself. Which, you know, Creedy's like he's been a decision after decision after decision. It was just so unexpected mm-hmm. and it was such a, a good comeback and the crowd and all that obviously helps uh even on tv you know the atmosphere you could you can feel that that was that was a huge 
moment uh, in the career of Queeley as well. Yeah. Um, Ryan Scope is obviously though, like if, if it was a some guy you'd never heard of or some guy middling guy, it wouldn't have been as impressive as against Ryan Scope, who's obviously a very good guy. Really good, yeah. It was really, and even I've never thought about this before, but I just thought of, as it there as you were speaking, I I was there for both of them. The the uh, Pindra come back as well, and after the first round in the Pindra fight, I'm like thinking, you know, if Pindra can survive here. He he could have a chance because Mike King had put in so much energy. And, and was, because it's Pendred though, he's Pendred we've, seen a, yeah. him, we've seen him like dropped in like the first round yeah. of like nearly every fight he's been in mm-hmm. <laughs> and come back. You know what I mean? So it's kind of less unexpected. Yeah. Even though it was completely like ridiculous going back, obviously. Yeah, but for Queenie, I never thought like for one second until the comeback started that he could come back. I thought this was oh, he was just going to get beaten. And I think like interviewing Peter Queenie afterwards, he kind of said that himself. He was like, you know. I, I have become this in the gym, but now kind of everyone has known and I kind of know and I, it's been proven now that this is, that I'm a fucking hard cunt, basically, you know, and it, it was that, like, it was it yeah, was Sometimes guys need to reaffirm that to themselves yeah, as well, you know. Yeah. It, it's like, that could be a huge moment in, in his career where maybe he's in trouble. If he had just kind of been pounded out there, maybe the next time he's in trouble, the same thing happens. But maybe maybe now, because he came back, and the next time he's, he remembers that moment mm-hmm. and knows he can go again. And that that can be the difference between winning fights and getting titles and getting paid well. And, you know, uh, it's obviously, you could see when you were interviewing him and, and the whole thing was it was a big moment to him and the crowd getting behind him was a yeah. big moment to him. He kind of felt loved and stuff. And some yeah. guys need that as well. So I think it was a huge, huge moment for Greeley. Yeah. Massive. Like. It definitely was. It, was. it was brilliant to be there. Uh, some of the other ones there as well for comeback of the year. Majocic versus Carmia, like at the highest of the high levels yeah. to come back and win that fight. That was absolutely that's fantastic. That's though. You know, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, like I did, it was definitely huge, but I, I always knew that Stipe could just fucking lamp him at any moment here. Yeah, but in fairness, he didn't do that. Like he came back with those body shots and he took the fight back from him, I suppose. But yeah, and it, it was, was also kind of yeah. Cormier fighting a bit stupid as well. That's it as well. He didn't adjust, yeah. Uh, and I suppose when you're talking about heavyweight, anything can happen. Jerzinho Rosenstruck versus Alistair over him. That was the one. Just I landed one punch and it's all over. That was exactly Yeah, you should have just circled away for the last five seconds yeah, there, Alistair. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing, Alistair? Go for a takedown or something. But yeah. Uh, Uriah Faber coming back. Kind of a career comeback against uh, Ricky Simon winning that fight. That was that was fantastic. David Rickles versus uh, AJ Matthews as well. Darren Till coming back. A career comeback. A lot of people were writing Darren Till off saying he was a hype job and everything but come back and get that big win that he got was fantastic Joe Lozon coming back as well in his career Nate Diaz as well I know he lost after it but you know there was some career comebacks as well as fight comebacks but it was Queely Scope all fucking day and if people over in America and stuff don't give it to Queely Scope they haven't a clue what they're watching they weren't watching it although with Bellator they probably couldn't watch it anyway but sure look these things happen anyway. right worst fight of the year this is another unanimous decision here although <laughs> there was one I actually left out in the nominations but when I was given the nominations I said everyone you don't have to seek the nominations so everyone voting could vote for any fight they wanted and the one I left out I forgot about until someone reminded me afterwards Tito Ortiz versus fucking Alberto Del Rio which probably nah, was up there but... it doesn't even count as a proper yeah, fight in my yeah, mind yeah it was it was weird but the win here uh, went to unfortunately Jan Blachowicz versus Jacare Souza just a fucking horrendous fight over five rounds no one did anything nothing happened absolutely boring as hell 
Uh, there was a couple of others as well. Valentina Shashenko versus Liz Carmouche. Just, you know, a complete mismatch. Rory McDonald versus John Fitch, one of the most boring fights of the year as well. Uh, Phil- <laughs> John Fitch, kind of John Fitch. <laughs> yeah, John Fitch still doing a fight 10 years later. He's still at it. Uh, Philip DeFries versus... I can't beat that guy. Versus Luis Her- uh, Henrique. This, if anyone watched KSW50, this was one of the most boring fights I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, Roxanne Metaferi versus Antonina Shevchenko added again. Uh, Jeremy Stevens yeah. versus Jair Rodriguez won. That was the one that ended after like 13 seconds versus IPOC. So that was yeah. kind of a, That was uh, more most disappointing fight of the year yeah. than worst fight, I think. That's it. Or most disappointing outcome. <laughs> and we have uh, Belay Ivanov versus Taitu Avasa as well, which was not a great fight. But Blahovic Souza, I think, was, uh, was the obvious choice there. Right, uh, next one. I have to look at the results here. Who did he give this to? Underperformer of the year went to Ben Askren, which was, yeah, I, I think he deserved it, to be honest. His, his year was that gift against Robbie Lawler, um, being knocked out after five seconds and calling yourself the best grappler in the world. I mean, outgrappled by a 42-year-old. So, yeah, wasn't the best performance of the year from from Ben Askren you, you know you had the likes of TJ Dillashaw as well there who lost in like fucking 10 seconds and failed the drugs test Jacare had a bad year and McGregor didn't fight at all so I suppose he's the underperformer amongst the underperformers Cody Garbrandt got knocked out again Tisha Torres had a bad year Weidman looks like his career is absolutely over Arn Pico terrible year as well Michael Chandler although he came back with a win there uh, so maybe not him Woodley got dominated in that title fight MVP I think I, I, I think I did uh, I vote for like, MVP. Ah, oh, it was just. I think that's harsh to vote for him. I, I don't I don't know if I voted for him, but I definitely nominated him anyway because he's his year is like, God, he's like the definition of an underperformer because he lost that once and got knocked out, which I wouldn't mind. He's fighting someone really good, but then he's just fighting lads who are three and one and lads out in fucking Japan who no one's ever heard of. Oh come on! Like I, oh, he he could perform so much better and so much more, but he's like decided to underperform. At least with Askren, he went in there and he tried and he lost. And okay, fair enough. But MVP has like made himself an underperformer. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I think it's because I like him so much that <laughs> I'm harsher on him or something. But MVP not fighting lads really annoys me. But yeah, Ben Askren won it as well. Right, worst decision of the year. I think another pretty easy one. We don't want like Patricky Pitbull versus yeah. Ryan Scope. A lot of people giving out about it. Uh, Alexander Hernandez versus Francisco Trinaldo. Paulo Costa, Yoel Romero. Um, uh, not Paulo Costa, but Yoel Romero. Oh, yeah, it was. Sorry, yeah. Benito Lopez versus Vince Morales. Jason Jackson versus Ed Root, which I thought was pretty bad. But the winner, Sinead Kavanaugh versus Le- Leslie Smith. This was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. We kind of talked about it in 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 a few, uh, earlier, and we, we talked about it a few weeks ago where there hasn't actually been that many yeah. robbery decisions where you just think that's just everybody kind of agrees that's wrong. But mm-hmm. this was one of them. Uh, used to be a lot more frequent than it is now, thankfully. But uh, yeah, uh, I think because she was on the back foot, Sinead, and um, Leslie was pushing forward and just throwing a lot of punches at the air. I think that's what's way the judges, but judges should know better. It was pretty clear cut. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a bad decision. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, and I'll have a, a judging podcast as well next week with uh, with Ben Cartlidge. So that should be fun. So everyone sign up Patreon.com forward slash to be my podcast if you're not already. What are you judging? Hot dogs? Hot dogs. <laughs> I wouldn't judge a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, right. Non-UFC fighter of the year. 
Douglas Lima won this gun, two and all beating MVP and Rory McDonald. That's that's pretty fantastic for someone not in the UFC. But you had the likes of Scott Askham as well, Patricia Pitbull, uh Rafael Levada Jr., Adam Barrocks, Koji Haraguchi, Norman Park, uh Kai As- Asakura, Patrick Mix, AJ McKee, Dimitri Shanson win three and all as well. Yeah, DJ so, like, you know, he's out the UFC and it just shows how impressive Lima's year was. Yeah, and, and Be- the level of competition I suppose for DJ as well is not as high to prove that he's still the best in the world or best this year anyway yeah and like you know we, we can rag on MVP fighting all these guys that are at earlier stages earlier stages in their career than him uh, in kind of nice matchup fights for him but he, he is a very dangerous striker and, and Lima just like completely flattened him yeah that's it alright last couple of uh, ones Rory here McDonald, obviously you know he, a lot of people yeah. were saying best fighter outside of the UFC the best welterweight in the world some people mm-hmm. were saying you know and went, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, if into the year UFC 239 looking through the events I think I think this was the best you Tiago Santos almost beating John Jones you know that very close fight you'd Masvidal's KO over Askren uh, Amanda Nunes steamrolling Holly Holm and you had a very good undercard as well there so I think uh Two three nine was was good. What well, not a year as well. I don't think for standout events. So I think that that took it. You didn't have you know that big McGregor event or anything like that. So, uh, shocking moment of the year. Uh, it, this was a difficult one as well. I thought in terms of things maybe outside of the cage because really hasn't been you know there really hasn't been that much. Um, the winner was Anthony Pettis's KO over uh, Wonderboy Thompson, which I think a lot, a lot of people maybe didn't see coming. I certainly didn't anyway. Uh, Masvidal versus Astrum is up there as well. Dalby versus Houston. That mad bloodbath the way that ended. Uh, Asakura versus Haraguchi and Eddie Alvarez as well. Rosenstruck and there was a few more. But uh, I think the uh, the Wonderboy punch. Or the, yeah, the I think the, punch the Superman Wonderboy. punch from Pettis and the Masvidal, Askren KO were the, were the two front runners. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's a Superman punch against, like, you know, up a weight against the best striker in the division who's never been knocked out and you're you're way behind on the, the card. It looks like you're just getting picked apart. Uh, it's a matter of time and then you just Superman punch, KO him stiff. You know, it's pretty... Pretty yeah. shocking moment. Yeah, and people forget, I think, too, how good Wonderboy is. You know, Wonderboy absolutely destroyed yeah. Masvidal not that long ago. <laughs> you know, look, look at everyone said about Masvidal yeah. though. So, yeah, it's uh, it was even be you know even be people like Whitaker who was until yeah. recently the champion at the weight above. So, uh, it, it, like obviously Wonderboy against Tyron Woodley, the two fights weren't very exciting, and maybe maybe make people think that Wonderboy is a different fighter than he is but yeah. if you look at all the rest of his fights you see that what, the, what, what he's really like mm-hmm. 100% right commentator of the year this was a very 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 close one I can tell you that uh, the nominations we had John Anik Dominic Cruz Brad Wharton John McCarthy Daniel Cormier Brendan Fitzgerald uh, Dominic Cruz won it uh, and I think, like, you know, people who love MMA and I think everyone who voted there likes maybe the tactics of MMA and the, the uh, you know, the, the kind of the in-depth insight. And I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't like that, so maybe would have voted for someone else. But I think, uh, yeah, I think Dominic Cruz is the best. You know, when you're looking at play-by-play as well, John Anik is absolutely fantastic. And Brad Wharton was the other one in there because I think a lot of people respect what Brad Wharton does. And, uh, like, there's a... I think the thing about Brad Wharton and, and Josh Palmer when you listen to them and Cage Warriors, there's a level of, like... 
they're good at their job, but they're also not really annoying. Whereas you listen to KSW and you listen maybe to One FC and you listen to all of the other non-UFC. Or, yeah, you uh, stick on some random <laughs> yeah. event because there's some guy, UFC veteran or somebody fighting, and you're just like, oh my god, I have to turn off yeah, this commentary. Like... You, you don't realize how how good it is to have somebody like Brad that kind of can do. It doesn't like abruptly take you out of the fight with their commentary. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's. It's amazing that that's so unusual in MMA, but them lads, because I think that makes them even better because they're so unusual and because they do such a good job. But I think Brad is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, if if, <laughs> if there was another UFC job coming up, I think Brad should be maybe first in line for it because he's he's really, really good. At, I, like, I, I like John McCarthy as well. I know a lot of people give him sick, and maybe I give him a little bit sick as well at the start. But listening to them there in the last couple of events... I think he's improved an awful lot. Maybe it's because of the judging thing as well. He explains judging very well, which I think should be a fucking prerequisite of of commentators these days to understand it. And he do, obviously does, being who he is. But I think uh, Big John. And he's a, and like well. you know, there's this thing with commentators that they don't seem to know the rules. Yeah. But John McCarthy definitely does. John McCarthy does know the rules. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes there's like some kind of like rare thing happens, and Rogan's like, "Oh my god, this should happen." And Cruz is like, "No, this should happen." And nobody really knows <laughs> yeah, what should no, happen. No, and it's no, like, no, "Oh my true, god, yeah. lads, yeah, for fuck's sake!" Or Rogan's like shouting about something that's not true. It's just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Rogan!" Yeah. So yeah. at least with John McCarthy, if he you says something, you can be rest assured that he's it's correct. Yeah. I'm hardly going to come on here and disagree with something. <laughs> you're my who basically wrote the rules and saying about the rules. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's very good for, for that. Right, that's it. I, I don't think we got anything, like, madly wrong or anything. To, uh, like, the only issue I have with those uh, uh, awards is maybe they're too Irish and UK-centric. Like, we gave Fabian Edwards the Emerging World Ride Prospect. We gave Queely Scope uh, the, the shock of the year, but... I think really yeah, definitely maybe there is it. guys though like you know if, if Polish for example guys were doing this yeah. podcast maybe they'd know the Eastern Euro- European scene a bit better and be able to make the make it a bit better call but you kind of got to go with what you know and what what's what you see like uh, yourself and you know sometimes guys will will be will be talked about as really good fighters but you've never really there's not that much video on them or you've never seen them fight mm-hmm. somebody you've heard of or somebody good and it's just hard to judge but maybe somebody in the, the for example Polish scene would, would have seen this guy locally and said no, you know you're wrong here yeah like if you if if there's somebody you think we're missing or some fight we missed there, like send it in and we'll take a look. 100%. We're always on the lookout for up and coming uh, prospects. That's it, definitely. Uh, you can get on to Graham at Severe Me, me at Chanchi NBA at Severe Me Pod as well. The podcast, if you want to send us in there, we can talk about it next week or next uh, couple of podcasts or whatever it is. But yeah, sure, that's it anyway. Good awards, good. Man, I'm an okay year for MMA. Good year for Irish MMA. Hopefully that'll improve and hopefully. Yeah. You know, McGregor coming back and with Eddie Alvarez or uh, fucking Habib Nurmagomedov versus uh, Tony Ferguson and John Jones fighting soon again and hopefully DC versus Stipe Miocic and Israel Adesanya killing the fucking world and maybe we'll have Mazdalan, maybe we'll have a 165 pound title maybe McGregor fight for a title again you know, Rose Namajunas coming back looking for that title. Yuani and Jacek versus uh, Weili Zhang. Amanda Nunes being the best yeah. fighter in the world. AJ McKee over in Bellator. Pedro Carvalho fighting for the title. The Pitbull Brothers. Loads of great things yeah, in there. Loads of questions asked about prospects. Questions asked and answered. Like the beat, can he? Yeah. Can he? Like you know, step up and do it for five rounds. Like there's a lot of interesting things for for 2019 or for 2020. Maybe 2019. People or one of the questions earlier was was it a kind of bad year? For for MMA, but maybe it's kind of a building year, yeah. and the, these prospects uh, will will shine in 2020. And I think there's a good possibility of, of that. 
that's it that's a good way to end it I think right thanks everyone for all the support all year happy new year to all of you and congratulations to all the winners we'll see you all next time good luck <laughs>